What's good, y'all? Hey, it's your boy Reese up in here, man. Out here with the whole squad. This for life, man. We out here trying to spread a message, let niggas know what it really is out here, son. It's that time. From humble beginnings to now, trust me, it's so much yeah. more coming. Trust and believe that shit, son. Just be that pastor big and let's get lit. Spirit glowing on some saying shit. Usually modest, but I be slaying shit. If you ain't talking money, what you saying then? Everything. Really be lying though. Yeah. Yo. What's good, everybody? What it do, what it do? It's your boy Reese. And you already know a sister guy in the building. What it do, everybody? We back at it again with the back at it again for your ass. You know, another episode for you. Yeah. And what episode is this? Five dollars. Let's get it right. Five dollars. Five dollars. Get it right. The next one after the last one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incorrect. Though. That's not wrong at all. <laughs> this is the next one after that the would last be incorrect. one. I was looking for numerical value. <laughs> That wasn't specified when we discussed the game. <laughs> Only numerical value that was talked about was the five, which I would talk, we'll talk about later. I was about to say, okay. let us be clear, that five is still in my pocket. Hateful <laughs> <laughs> <Eight> niggas. <laughs> but we back, y'all, despite, you know, having to be safe from this, this epidemic taking over the world. I'm ducking the, the virus. The virus, named after my favorite beer. Yeah. The coronavirus. I wonder why it's called that. I don't know. It's been called that forever. We just never knew about it to this extent. Talk about branding. You know? You think of corona, you don't even think about the, the sickness. Hell no. Well, nowadays, yeah, well, now. the uh, stock has gone down in corona. It just, mm. because of the virus. So I think that they should call me so that I could, you know, figure that out. I can help brand the business. You Any know? of your corona. That's like, you, you can't pick that. See? That's see. like head or pussy. Like, I like the <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? You can't go through with you. <laughs> but uh, it's two different things. But now, nah, on a serious note, I guess. No, not I guess. On a serious note, RIP to the people who have passed from Corona, the coronavirus. But um, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's just hard because I'm not really scared of, like, you know, we go through this often. Every year, yeah, eight, we go through it every other time you turn around. We had the H1N1, we had the Ebola. I mean, there are so many epidemics that come over that come out, and we, as the people, are supposed to be afraid, be every very year. afraid. Something every year, you know. And I, as this has gone out, as it's come, to, uh, the fear monger has begun, you know, people have become ignorant towards Asian people. Oh, you know, they got that corona, this, that, and the third, they sneeze or some Yo, shit like people that. People are just dumb as shit. And my thing about it is, like, what people don't realize is people wearing a mask and trying to keep themselves safe. It don't matter if you wear a mask. If the nigga with corona, the coronavirus is not wearing a mask, we all assed out. <laughs> okay? Your mask ain't gonna save you. So stop buying up the mask and let the niggas with the coronavirus get the mask. And then if you're gonna wear the mask, wear it, right? Please. Some of y'all be out here looking crazy. Looking crazy. Got the mask on wrong. It's, it's just it's ignorance and fear mongering. And it's one of those things where it's like you're watching the media try to scare people half to death. So we're going to tell them how to, like, protect themselves out here? No. Nigga, no. wash your fucking hands and stay away from people with the coronavirus. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Keep travel. Be a clean person. Don't shower with your dogs. That's for a certain set of people. Not black. Um, just do things. Be clean. Yeah. Cover yeah. your mouth. 
when you cough, mouth. sneeze. I mean, the thing about the coronavirus is if you are in the vicinity, there's somebody with someone who has it. Yeah. There is nothing you can personally do but wash your hands. Yeah, just be clean. Just be clean. And nine times out of ten, you're not going to be in those environments with people who have it. Say your alphabets while you washing your hands and make sure you got it. Sing happy birthday. Yeah. Was yeah. it two or three times? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just do that. I just time. wash my hands with soap and water the yeah. way I've been taught to do since a child. Yeah. And then I might even just, you know, double up and throw the hand sanitizer on. Something nice, something slight. Right after. Just Especially so while work, the pores is open. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you working around kids. I mean, the hand sanitizer is like, it doesn't kill the coronavirus, but be clean. Just be clean. That's all we can tell people. And leave Even Adrian if you got the virus, still be clean. Yeah, get the. You know, if you got the, take your ass to the doctor and get help and get and seek help. Get out the way. <laughs> uh, those, you know, shout out to all the Asian people enduring the ignorance of the fear monger. Just like, you know, when they do that with Muslims or mm-hmm. black people and anything in the media to make you this social pariah. Yeah. Because right now, you know, you see that. Shout out to the, um, shout out to the virus. The only thing I want to shout out about this virus is that flights are extremely cheap right now. Mm. So, buckle up, y'all. Get shut. Listen, you were, if you one of those people like me, you ain't tripping off this. Yeah, but get your get ticket. Your, get your ticket now and take your days. Did Fuck you get your shots? Did you get your shots? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, uh, Robert. Redacted Kelly. Mmm. That guy there. Um, but I mean, with all of that going on, please stay safe, please stay clean. Stay clean. It's Separate a lot of other stuff clean, going clean. on in the world. Yeah, what we doing? What's the list? What we doing today? We need to discuss. I mean, it's been a little while, but um Going since... for a minute now, I'm back with the jump hey. off. Goons in the club, case something jump off. But I think the thing that um I did want to discuss it only because it's been a little while, but Man, you know, we gotta keep talking corona about jump this off. guy, uh Kobe. So, shout out to the the memorial that happened um, and everything that's happening with his family since then. Yeah. Things of that nature. Um, I think uh, one of the things I like is that uh, Vanessa Bryant ain't playing with these niggas at all. Mm-hmm. Um, she going after the blogs, mm-hmm. I mean, or the, uh, the authorities that sent the pictures to the blogs for them to leak online for everybody to be inappropriate about. Um, I think that that has to stop like immediately. That's one of the major flaws that we have as a society today is that it's just no sensitivity about nothing. What's like, happening in the world? It's like, yo, somebody just died. You know what I'm saying? And then um, I'm I'm still to this day not sure how true it is, but just imagine finding out online before you find out from from you know the proper the police, par- yeah, the, the proper hospital. parties. You know what I'm saying? Like they, you should be notified by somebody who's invested in making sure you can hear that news as best as you can even though it's terrible news it's not like you there's any real correct way to break somebody's heart for real yeah but i know for damn sure it ain't finding out on tmz that ain't it that's nowhere near and the problem is is that journalism has been so skewed over time yeah where before you know there were different kinds of journalists. You had the people on the radio, they were one style. The people on the news was another style. And you had, um, you know, all newspaper mm-hmm. journalists. There mm-hmm. were different kinds of journalists. Mm-hmm. Now, 
And that's where you got your news from, from the journalist. Now, everybody's a journalist with a phone. Yeah. They could create a blog, they could put a post up, they could record some shit. Clickbait. Clickbait, next thing you know, this is the, the new uh, story that everyone's following. Absolutely. And everybody wants to be the first to say they did it. You know, we, we got it out first. TMZ was, regardless of how they felt about Kobe, they were hype as fuck to be the first people to tell everybody and that Kobe died. That's the problem, is that people be, you more hype over breaking the story than you are about being a good person or a decent human being in the way that you break that story. You know what I'm saying? Because no matter what, you're TMZ. You're going to get the clicks regardless. You're going exactly. to get the clicks regardless. So you don't have to rush to be the first person to, to show pictures of, a, of the burning helicopter and all of the people that were unfortunately on or in that crash. You know what I'm saying? So I, I like, hopefully this sets a precedent for how the media handles these kind of situations. You know what I'm saying? And uh, she's going after, like, the... I believe she's going after the actual helicopter company mm -hmm, for negligence. Mm -hmm, yep. And I think that, like, it's kind of set up to where they have to, like, pay out the money that Kobe would have made for the rest of his life, which is going to, you know, obviously bankrupt the company, but... Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that, like, I, she's not playing and she shouldn't play. Like, you lost your, your husband and your daughter at the same time. Um, and it's not even about money. No, it's she, not. She's set for life. Yeah, it's not about money. Everything is not about money. No. Everything is not about Sometimes money. Sometimes it's about justice or having a, a, a peace of mind. It's a shame you got to sue for decency. Yeah, but she's not getting her daughter back. She's not getting her husband back. So something got to give, and I understand it. Fuck that, you know? So shout out to Vanessa Bryant, the whole Bryant family that's going through what they're going through. And, and the daughters, the other the daughter, yeah, the other and the daughters, daughters who lost their sister, who yeah. lost their father, you know, the whole family, the family who the, lost somebody. Yeah, everybody involved in the plane crash. Everybody lost somebody, you know, and you know the world lost Kobe, but those families lost people they know. Absolutely. So that's some other shit, you know. Absolutely. Um, moving on to another. I, it's not as serious, but it is an unfortunate uh, situation, and I guess we'll get into it because you're an artist, you know. As artists, these things come up. So, one of the one of the dopest artists, uh, one of the dopest newcomers out, Meg The Stallion. Meg The Stallion. She went out there and she let them know, like you know her, her label was trying to stop her from putting out music for wanting to renegotiate her contract, and you know that turned into a big, you know, all the entertainment lawyers and. All other that jumped on Twitter to let her know what she should have read in her contract and how she should have went about this. Which is crazy. Because there are people who have had entertainment lawyers and they still got beat. They still got robbed. Which majority of the time, if you're a new artist and you come from the hood or any impoverished Where are you type getting of thing, that? you're getting your entertainment lawyer from your label. And, exactly. And on top of that, the, the, I, the thing that bothers me the most about the music business is that, you know, it just doesn't change. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine, like, for, for like, uh, the NBA. Like, there is no uh, players association, like, bargaining agreement between artists and companies, right? Rock so, like, Nation right now. Right. It, it, the, the sad thing is, though, like, imagine niggas getting paid what is, you know, the NBA is way more popular than it was 
in the 90s right now right so we can get that's like saying y'all gonna get the same contract that we was giving out in the 90s mm-hmm. to the to the players now even though there's more money in the system that the game is played a little differently mm-hmm. like all of those things are different but your money gonna stay the same you know what I'm saying? Like, that's messed up. The way people consume music now is different. Exactly. You know, we got streams. We got, the, like, EPs. Like, the way that we're putting the music out. Everything is different, but you want the contracts to you still be the same. same. That's not okay. That's not. And it's corny, and it needs to change. Like, that goes back to the decency thing. Like, just, if if I'm a new artist and I'm, and I'm t- let's say, 21 years old, I'm fresh out, like, I'm just making music, I'm putting it on SoundCloud, my shit pop, somebody come up to me, offer me a distribution deal or offer me something it may make sense to take the deal at that time you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. because i don't have shit like mm-hmm. i don't have nothing so i might want to take that deal yes but then once i like you know six six successfully like surpass what that deal is for that time like why can't we just revisit it if you know that i'm making y'all millions of dollars yep and i'm doing all of those things like as people we should just be like look i i wasn't expecting you to make three million dollars off of this song mm-hmm. I know that as a label, we said we're going to give you 500000 of it guaranteed, but, and that's very generous. Let's yeah, say that they, giving, yeah, they're not even giving that. So let's say that they just give you $100,000. I didn't, I, I, we said that we was going to give you $100,000, even though we made $3 million off the song. So here, like, we made a little extra. I'm going to kick it back to you as the artist because we wouldn't have been able to do it without you. Granted, I still want my piece. You know what I'm saying? Because you wouldn't have been able to have the success without me. So I'm not saying cut out the label or the people that are producing the deals at all but like let's be fair like let's meet in the middle why can't we just you know look at it like accept each other as people as individuals and be like yo at the end of the day i know that you know you you made a lot more money than what this deal is set up for so let me just break you off some because you actually got us here like and it's not like that and it's a shame and it, it the problem with like the make the stallion thing is more so that People are just under the assumption, or you know, the world is like, oh, she, she got a bad deal. Now she getting some shine, and she want to change her shit up. Or Rock Nation is doing this, that, and the third. It's like, yo, what I have a real issue with is people telling people to just take bad, like accept the bad deal, because that's just how the industry is. Especially now, like you don't have to. Like be that. no, Meg, Meg The Stallion does not have to put out an album to be a successful artist. Nope. You don't have to do that anymore. Now, because we're programmed to believe, you know, how it was back in the day, oh, we need that album. We want to hear your album. But the truth be told, she'll probably make way more money touring, putting out with the tracks that she got than she will off that album. That's a fact. Check your systems are offline. Number one for today's hits and all-time favorites. The thing, the crazy thing is, too, though, one of the things that I believe she's negotiating is, like, she wants a larger percentage of the merch sale. She wants a larger percentage, like, and some of the stuff that she's asking for doesn't seem like it's, like, horrible. No. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, it's just pressing the envelope a little bit more, but all she's really asking for, it seems like, from what she's describing, is equality. Yeah. Like, she said, like she said, like, she understands She's a new artist, but the thing was mainly just like, I just want to, she said she wants to be treated like a human, treated fairly. So if you're tour, like the 60, 40 is not her issue. She'll take her 40, but 
when you're getting, like you just said earlier, you're getting three mil and I'm getting a hundred thousand. Now that's not the numbers, right. but that's basically what it's kind of like. Right. And it's like, well, damn, my nigga, wait. All right. So I'm not saying I want to dip. Right. But let's just talk and see right. if I can get three hundred thousand when you right. get three mil next fucking time. Right? Can I can I get something? I am the artist after all. And the thing is, when you give somebody a bad deal, you have to accept that once they get the knowledge, they're going to want a better deal. Right? Don't be. And then everything is cool until you start asking questions about how to put yourself in a better situation. Even if you're like, I'm not trying to screw over the company. Like, I understand what y'all doing for me. But I'm saying, though, like, can I get a little bit more? Like, I'm not asking for the everything. I'm not asking to give, leave you 10%. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't just be getting 10%. Yeah. <laughs> like, and th- this is your artist. Like, 1501, that label. I don't know nobody else on that label. Nope. I didn't even know that label existed until this situation went down. Right. So she's clearly like... That is your biggest artist. If y'all keep her happy, she's going, she, she, you know, I don't know her personally, but it, the way that it seems like with them Houston, the Southern and Houston and all that shit, she loyal, she gonna rock out with her label. Right. But when y'all doing shit like this, now you got a better chance of losing your biggest artist and having nobody else, ain't nobody else jumping on that 1501 wagon after this shit. Right, and then and, and it sound, from what it sounded like before all of the, all of the shit hit the fan, it's like, yo, we family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at y'all like family. Everything is good. Everything is cool. But clearly that's not the case because when I start asking questions like, hey, can we renegotiate to put myself in a, a little better situation? It's like, hell no. You, you can't know, do that No, nah, we're not doing that. Like, that's, But that's not family, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, help the artists. Like, it's all about, like, it should be about everybody should be eating. Yes, everybody should be eating. Not just the artists, not just the label. Everybody should be eating and everybody should be cool with the portions that are on their plate. And I'm not saying it has to be like that forever. You know what I'm saying? Situations change. Things change. Stuff happens. Like, songs blow up overnight. Like, things really change drastically. And when they change, you should be open to changing with it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and it's it's an unfortunate situation because people all the time, oh, you 20, you should know this, that, and the third. You should be able to read your contract. No, the fuck you should not. That's just not realistic. Right. How many, do you know how many things you just signed? Just cause, yeah. except. You don't even know what's going on in we, your Sprint contract. You don't, not at all. Or your Verizon contract, or your DirecTV, or your Comcast. Your hospital know. bills, and when you go there, do you read that whole fucking thing? No, you do not. You sign them four little parts, they be like, sign here, sign here, sign here. Yep. And move on. Meanwhile, they telling you, yes, we can release your fucking health records for research and whatever the fuck else you want. You but flipping mad pages. It's cool. And if you went to college and went and, and you talking about Sally Mae, please don't talk about nobody signing a bad deal because we all signed a bad fucking deal when it comes down to these student loans. Yes, we did. We off the promise of college. That's it. You going like nigga. So we it's bad deals all around. Shout out to Lincoln though. Shout out to Lincoln. Y'all changed my life. Shout out to the village. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Lincoln. And um, RIP to those HBC. we lost. Yeah. Recently. There's reasons. Uh, Dr. N.Y. Chuku. Yeah, I didn't have yeah. both of them. I knew Miss uh, Reasons, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I, I, not like that, because I never really had to cross paths with her. But, you know, it's just sad to see anybody pass away. It you is. It's I mean? been so, a lot. It's been a lot. Prayers to the families of, of both of those people who impacted the whole campus, 
You know what I'm saying? Real talk. So we some I had him watch him. He was a good professor. That was my first evening class, and he was a good guy. Like, you know. Nothing too crazy. Nothing crazy. He always had <laughs> always had his drink in his hand, though, right? Okay. You know, I don't know if we allowed to say that, but he ain't yeah, here, so what you gonna do? That's what he did, all right? He had a nice drink. That's right. So shout out to Wachuku. Um, speaking of, you know, just on a, on this level, right? While we were to, you know, going back to the Megan Stallion thing. When you in a situation where things just don't look good and it's looking bad, so let's just say your job, per se. When, when are you supposed to walk away? I think when the cost outweighs what you're trying to get. Mm, elaborate, my brother. I don't think it's ever about what you gain, it's about what you sacrifice, right? So, well, let me alter that. So it is, you have to keep in mind what you're trying to gain, but if the cost outweighs what you're trying to gain, then it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? So. At one, like I said, at one point in time, it might be like, okay, I'm, oh, I'm okay with making 30% off of everything that I do, even though I'm writing the music and mm-hmm. doing all of those things. Because again, I am, I don't have nothing. Like, yeah. I'm working a nine to five and I hate it. And I'm trying to advance my own brand. And this is something that I actually enjoy doing. And it doesn't cost me too much to just do stuff that I love. Mm-hmm. But when. I feel like it becomes too taxing. I have to reevaluate. Am I giving more than what I'm going to be getting back in return? And honestly, that is the real reason why artists go missing and we don't hear nothing from them for mad long. Mm-hmm. Because they're stuck in a bad deal. Or yep. they, got a, they had a disagreement with the label and now the label's like, oh, put a pin in it then. We'll see you in two years, or we'll see you in such and such. Mm-hmm. The whole time your fan base is starving, and then they moved on to another favorite artist because they haven't found you, and they just killed everything that you were basically working for. Like all of that hard work that you got to get the the momentum going behind the brand has now slowed to a standstill because you had a disagreement with somebody or a label. So you just want to always evaluate: like, is this worth more than what I'm? You know, like, is this is the cost way more than what I'm going to get back in return? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if it is, then you need to reevaluate it. If you feel like in your spirit that that deal is not for you, you don't need it. Like, you don't need it, especially in today's day and age. Like, everything is a lot different. Information is getting out a lot faster. Um, there has been a thousand and one artists who have come out and said that they've been jerked by uh, con- in their contracts. Um, De La Soul comes to mind. Like, yeah. it's it, and, that, and De La Soul ain't outright they not new you know what i'm saying so this has been happening tlc like this has been happening for a very 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 long time and it just needs to change like stop jerking the people think you know keep humanity in mind when you're doing business and i promise you you're going to end up making more money in the long run i mean because in in certain situations like you said you're in a deal where you can't do anything but you're stuck where they won't let you make a song, won't let you do anything, right. Right? that type of situation. In those situations, though, I get it, because it's like, you can't really walk away from that. Yes. You don't have a choice. Like, I guess the singer, uh, JoJo, yeah. they owned her voice. See? They told her, like, I own your voice. And they're like, yeah, you can't even, like, you can't even retire. How the fuck do you own somebody's voice? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I think at some point, you have to get to a point where, like you say, you gotta see what is it you're trying to get from 
sometimes what you're trying to gain, you know, some people are like, look, I need to be, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put down on this new house. Yep. You know, you need another car, or yep. we got kids, and we trying to make things meet. We yep. trying to make it happen. So you cannot just walk away. Not at all. You, you just have to, and everything isn't, I know, like, in the statement that I say you're going to make a lot of money in the long run, which could be true. But also, everything ain't about money. Right? Like, for example, we know one of my favorite, like, probably not one of them, probably my favorite uh, comedian, Dave Chappelle, walked away at the height of his career, um, height of the, the TV show anyway. Um, they offered him $50 million. He said, no, we didn't hear from him for like five years. Do you know the discipline and the patience you have to have to, 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 to fight against all of that whole time thinking every day? I probably could have just took that 50 million and been great. But understanding that that 50 million came with some change. So it's like everything ain't about money. And then look, look now, you know what I'm saying? Dave Chappelle comes back, boom, Netflix ends up giving him basically the same money. And here we go. Made way more. Now you're back. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you just need patience. Sometimes you need self-discipline. Um, and you got to be able to be okay with walking away if you know that that's what's best for you. Because, again, everything ain't about the bread. It's, it's not. A lot of the times, artists, when you first starting out, some artists are doing it for the money. But for the people who are true to the game and, and really just love making music just because it's in your soul and that's just what you want to do with your life and you, you feel like you was born to do it, it's not. About, it's never, it never was about money in the beginning. So don't make it about money now. You know what I'm saying? Even though that that's a big option when it comes when it comes to you, if, if it's the right situation, take it. But if it's not, and you feel like it, you're going to get jerked in the long run, and not based off of the history of all the other artists, you know, because there are some artists who took the deal and then they've been treated fairly. So like every situation is not the same. It's just the, the majority right now it seems well, the nine times out of the ten we got people who are getting 360 deals after already knowing that that shit is going to be hell and high water to pay. You're going to damn near lose your whole soul just to do some music and it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? So again, it's not always about money. It's about your situation. Not about what you gain. It's what you sacrifice. Y'all hear that shit? That's the truth. It's a bar. So no matter what you have to walk away from, what decision, if you have to walk away, walk away. Make that decision. If it makes sense. If it makes sense. If that shit don't make no sense. If it's like, look, I'm just tired of this shit. We all be tired of the shit sometimes. We do. And we get to that point where it's like, yo, I'm just not moving. I'm not where I want to be, where I should be. I'm not understanding why I'm in this position or in this predicament. I need to just dip out. Nah, not that. Sometimes you got to stick that out to see what it is. If you can't see it, stick it out. But if you can see it, like, yo, this shit is just not what the fuck it's supposed to be or it's not getting me where I'm supposed to be or... Something better comes along, and it's like I can get to where I'm trying to go quicker. Do that. Walk the fuck away, cause we've been kind of programmed to be in bad deals and everything. Oh, your job gonna suck, so just, just stick through it. This gonna suck. Let's just be hard, so you're just supposed to stick through it. Like certain things are gonna get hard, yes, but there are a lot of times when you just know, like, nah, this is not me no more. Like, I, I, I've overstayed my welcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like how you said it in all phases, because it really is like that. Like relationships, your job. Some people just feel like they, that's why people feel like they're stuck in their job. Like I can't go nowhere because this is the most money I've been making in my entire life. And I might hate it here, but I can't leave here because it's affording me a certain kind of lifestyle. But again, if 
within that lifestyle, you're stressed out, you find yourself getting pulled away from the things that you love. I know you got bills, but is it all worth it in the end? You know what I'm saying? If you stay focused, um, I'm a firm believer of the law of attraction. You stay focused, you do what you're supposed to do, keep your head down, keep working, stay positive. Things will start changing in your nature. What you put out into this world, you definitely get back. I'm a firm believer in that. So take that energy into the deal as well. You know, if you if, if you feel like that they putting out, and not just the deal, so that's even in all phases, no matter what you're in. Um, if you feel like that you're getting shorted, you feel like you're expending way too much energy and you're not getting that in return, it's time to reevaluate. And sometimes that means, all right, I'm putting out too much, so I'm let me take it back a little bit. And let me I put that energy that I was giving to this into something else on the side and watch that grow. Plant your seeds. Thanks to see. I'm in that situation right now, so that's probably why I'm so inspired to speak on this. Hell yeah, this is stuff we all go through, especially when you at jobs you may not want to be at. Absolutely. Different parts of your life where you like, I just need to get this better. I need to work there. So. Absolutely. And I think you both, we, like, we both have that that thought a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be doing this. I need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Just learning, like, we ain't the only niggas thinking like that. Nope. There are too many of us out here that's just like, no. I feel like that's the majority of America. Yeah. You know, when, because capitalism exists. A lot of people have learned to, a generation has learned to accept. There's a, you know, the ones before us have learned to kind of, yep. it's going to be hard, but fuck it. Yep. As long as I got my job, my paycheck coming in, I'm good. I can live in my house. I can't. Just, I just can't. Like, a lot of people don't settle because they are happy in the situation. A lot of people settle because they feel like that's just as best as they gonna get in their current situation. Yep. But do something to change their situation and see if they don't make, start making different decisions. Well, shit. I got this job, this is all I can get. I didn't go to college, or I didn't do this, I right. didn't do that. Right. And I've been here for 20 years. I done, I'm too old to be moving over. Shit like that all the time keeps niggas settled. Yep. So, it's just it. <laughs> You are now rocking with the infinite icons on Iconic Sounds Radio. So, one of the best things that could have happened for us this year, in a year of such darkness. Actually, it was... Why is it starting out like this? Why do you think it's like this? Let me tell y'all, a very dark event took place. I don't know if this happened in 2019 or 2020, but it happened. And the light is finally shining, so... If you hadn't heard at one point, if you hadn't heard all the advertisements on every black radio station at one point, Michael Bloomberg was running for president. <laughs> and did they let you out of jail yet? I've been out of Twitter jail, thank you. Sir. I had to do seven days, hard time. Hard time, free my nigga. And that Twitter jail, you know, I couldn't tweet, I couldn't you like shit. Yeah, I, they definitely watching me. Definitely get watched. I, I can tell. I feel it. Twitter I, I, I definitely sense it. I gotta go talk to my probation officer next week. But um, he was coming crazy. I was not. But rightfully so. Yes. Rightfully so. That you... raggedy ass bitch. Cause I can say whatever the fuck I want on, on the podcast. That racist, raggedy fuck. Michael fucking piece of shit Bloomberg. Hey, don't forget Kareem Browder. Khalif. Khalif. Khalif Browder. Yeah, just a product of? Michael fucking piece of shit Bloomberg. Yeah. Stop and frisk, y'all. Stop and frisk. All of y'all niggas in New York know what stop and frisk is. Uh, but more importantly, he dropped out the race. And 
hopefully he takes his uh, talent somewhere and dies and goes to hell like it's been planned. But <laughs> outside of that. You know who else dropped out the race? I'm sad, bro. Ooh. Andrew Yang, man. But he dropped out a little a while ago. Yeah. I know, but yeah. I mean, damn, though. Wait, he wasn't. You think they was going, America was going to vote for Yang? Yang Gang, man. That wasn't going to happen. That shit would have been, yo, he's the only one that was making sense. That's why he's not going to win. That's that's the shit. That's the shit. And the funny shit is now we stuck with Bernie and Biden. And more than likely Biden. Biden's only leaning on the black vote because he was cool with Obama in the White it. House taking selfies. That's it. We know Biden from Obama. And you know what's crazy? I feel bad because, well, I don't feel bad, but I feel some type of way because... Biden from Delaware, man. We ain't got much. When Biden was in the White House with Barack, I was hyped. Like, yeah, yeah, man, Biden. I remember voting for Biden for, like, the state-level things. Like, <laughs> now you fucking on the national level and you acting crazy. Like, well, he been acting crazy. He's just on the national level. It's just sad, So now it's man. coming out. It's sad, man. Like All them crack laws that we hated Hillary and Bill for, yeah, Biden is part of that. Yeah, he is. And... I don't know. I mean, they say that Bernie can't beat Trump. They say that because people don't want to vote for what they believe is a socialist. Well, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that. I don't think. I don't really know who's gonna come out of the Democrat. I think it's like Elizabeth Warren too. That's in the yeah, race. She's out. She's out. Oh, she's out now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it really is just Bernie and Biden right mm-hmm. now. Um, I think that. No matter who is coming out of the Democratic Party, I think that they have a really, really strong shot to win, only because that's kind of how the pendulum swings. I don't see Trump getting too, um, two terms. I really don't. Um, not because I hate him, but just because I think after four years, people have had the, he hasn't been like clean since he's been in it. Um, and I think that that does weigh on some of the, the party itself and like even though the Republicans they're not going to rat him out they're not going to do that but I do think that he has lost some of the support that he's had um, that was so strong and outspoken when he ran the first time yeah. um, and I think you know like I said I think this is the way the pendulum swings like it's always Republican Democrat Republican Democrat the Democrats may get it two terms and then I almost guarantee you that it's going to be the Republican after he gives up his eight years you know what I'm saying only be and that's Oddly enough, in my opinion, that's how you kind of keep it balanced. That's how you kind of keep it, like, from advancing too far one way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the reason why I feel the way that I feel about voting. Um, I'm still on the fence about it. I do know I have studied voting. I do know my ancestors died for voting. I, 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 know, every, I know all of that, all of those things. And I also know that uh, Donald Trump didn't win the popular vote the last time. No, he did not. And his ass is still in the White House. So those people who like to say, oh, those of you who didn't vote, it was a vote for Trump. Trump didn't win. He did not win the popular vote. The Electoral College won. Right. So it didn't really fucking matter. Right, because you vote and your representatives are supposed to vote what you vote. Yeah. And some of them did not. They voted what they wanted. Right. Which is like one of those... It's weird because people really want you to see one side and not the other. Right. I.E. George W. Bush. He did not also win the popular vote. He got two terms. And he got two terms. 
He lost the first time. It he was, won the second time. Right. And it was, I remember the, oh, what happened in Florida? Uh-huh. Right. So, all, and you know who was the president before George W. Bush? Bill Clinton. Absolutely. Democrat. So just, that's all I'm saying. It's just kind of like follow the trend. Bush before him? Yep. Oh, no, not Bush. Reagan. Yeah, Reagan. Reagan. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, one side, go back to the other side. One side might get it for eight years, go back to the other side right after that. It's, see, but this is the thing about this bipartisanism. is like, they're going to vote for Trump because they don't want to see a Democrat. In. Yeah, there are going to be something like so, that. There are going to be something that, like that. That's the part that's scary. Is like, I would, at this point, like, it ain't like, oh, Bernie too old. Them niggas are... Joe Biden is 77. Yeah, he's not young. Bernie is 78. Yeah. All right. these niggas are in their 70s. They right. old as fuck. Right. So it's like, as a 27-year-old, <laughs> I don't feel like any of these niggas give a fuck about me. No. Or even thinking about anything that's going to really care. Like, Bernie says things that can affect me, that will affect me. And I think, you know, he has AOC on his side. Shout out to the Bronx. I always ride for something what she's talking about. Like, I like Bernie. I like the stuff he talks about. I do like Bernie. I like Bernie way more than Biden. Yes. If and when it comes down to it. Yes. Um, and it, I don't like being too, like, I, I like being invested because I want to know what the fuck is going on. Yes. But I don't like my feelings invested into this shit where it's like, wow, nah, we riding with Bernie. Because what happens is, like, when you don't get what you want in the end, yep. and you are broken, we, we trumped all over again. And that's how I feel about Yang Gang. Like, when he said that he was going to give us $1,000 a, a month, a month yeah. for every living adult over 18. So, for me and my wife, shout out to you, Kira Smith, now. Hey. What up, baby? Um, absolutely. Um, so, we got two of us in the house right now. That would have been $2,000 just off of the fact that we exist in Good. America. Right, the rent is paid, which means that now I can think differently. So let's 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 kick it back, right? Go back to the first kind of conversation we was having about opportunities and why people settle and things like that. Mm-hmm. So now that I don't have to work this job to pay my rent because America's gonna pay my rent, that's gonna allow me to move a lot differently, start my own business, maybe put some time, effort, and patience into that, plant my seeds and let and let it grow. And now I'm not stuck at my job that I've been to for so long because they are the people that are paying me right now and they are paying me decent enough for me to make sure that my bills are covered, my rent is covered, like, well, rent is bills, but like my card, all of those things, my card note, everything, all of my payments are made. Yes, I've hated here for eight hours or, you know, not whatever, how many time, however many hours you got for that day, but y'all paying me, so I gotta make it work, you know, which is slavery in a whole nother way. If I have that extra two thousand dollars in my household, I'm making different decisions. You ain't even gonna have jobs if they get a thousand. I'm making different <laughs> decisions. Nah, honestly, you should still have a job. A thousand dollars a month not gonna do nothing. I mean, it's not going. Nah, not necessarily at all. Like, it's not gonna save your life. But yeah. what it will do is alleviate the pressure that you have from the life that capitalism has built. Oh yeah, if I got a thousand dollars a month right now, right, would be just totally. Different. Now more Americans have savings, which means that they're gonna be investing in more things, and the mm-hmm. economy is gonna move. We like, could build capitalism so much more. Absolutely. And it and we can make it so that not capitalism doesn't go away. It just becomes more effective, and it gives more people who didn't have power power. Yeah, because if you want people to, it doesn't seem like America wants to get rid of capitalism. 
No, it's not. It's like Americans want to get rid of the capitalism. Yeah, never. So if that's the case, right, why not just make it a fair set of capitalism where, listen, just because you give everybody $1,000 doesn't mean niggas is going to do make the right decisions with it. No. Some niggas are going to get 1000 but see, that's the thing, though, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that I, I get where it gets messy because it's just like for people who are homeless. Mm-hmm. Where they getting that $1,000 from? They got to go pick it up. Yeah, they can't get mailed to them. No. You know, shit like that. But other than that, I mean... it might, But it may make that person that is homeless make a different decision. So I'm not necessarily clear on what it was that... What the qualifications you had to do other than the fact that you had to be American. And 18. Um, and 18. But, like, let's say that one of the stipulations for that was that you had to register to vote or you have to, you know, just register for something so that you are eligible to go somewhere and get your money because you don't have a house to get that from but now you will have a house because now you're more active in what's going on and a lot of the times when people make decisions it's because you're broke yeah like a lot of bad decisions the 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 why behind that is because you're broke i don't have the money so i have to take an unnecessary well what somebody may seem as an unnecessary risk because i'm broke and i need to pay for something that i absolutely cannot live without yep so if i know that i'm about to get evicted I know I didn't think about selling drugs before, but am I thinking about it now? Absolutely, because I'm about to get evicted from my home. But if I'm not about to get evicted from my home, that's going to prevent me from thinking in a different way. Now, that's not going to work for everybody. I'm not stupid. I do know that people are going to get that $1,000 and put it in the things they have no business doing. Absolutely. And that's going to be a real thing. But there are going to be also, I think that the number of people who would have been able to use that $1,000 per month compared to the people who are going to be quote unquote investing in drugs or things that they don't have no business investing in or, you know, putting their money towards. I think they are far outbalanced, Mm -hmm. outweighed. Mm -hmm. And I think that the impact on people and society and decision making would have outweighed going back to that, what am I going to gain versus what am I sacrificing? I think that we would have gained so much more than what we would have lost had we actually thought a little bit hard about what's going on. I wish, like, when candidates get out, like, drop, that certain candidates would just pick up their policies. Absolutely. I'll take that. But that, like, because if you look at a lot of the candidates and their plan, their black agenda, per se, they're all good separately. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are like, you know, some people think that, oh, we deal with police brutality, we're dealing with black issues. That's not the only fucking thing we go through. Not at all. You know? Not at all. Like, this climate change thing affects all of us. Yes, it does. So we do care yes, that do. the earth is on fire. Yes, we do. We care, too. So, like, you know, they're going to say certain things just to be like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they got us. Or I just think it's weird because I was thinking the other day when somebody was like, um, you know, I was listening to Steve Harvey morning show. He was talking about how important the black vote is, right? Don't you hate Steve Harvey? I really used to look up to Steve Harvey. Really? I, have a, I have a real disdain towards him now. But, um... Oh, wow, yeah. Look at the growth. My mom loves Steve Harvey. Shout out to mom, dude. He has a great morning show. That's why. Yeah, that's why all of you like him. But Shout out to my mom. Shout out to the, yeah, shout out to the queen. You know, happy, Love you, mama. Happy, yes. Happy birthday, mom. Love you. Um, but. Oh, oh, so, sorry to go. Like, I'm on like a tangent. But, um, also, rest in peace to Elder Hunter. Yes, R.I.P. to the king. R.I.P. Got himself. Joe Nathan Hunter Sr. Um. The, the the man, the man, period. Yes. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, somebody 
that I grew up with who have supported multiple endeavors um, where people wasn't trying to give us a space to start a business, he did. Uh, when people wasn't trying to allow us to be creative, he did. So just a sidebar, um, even though you deserve a whole segment because you were that great, <laughs> rest in peace. Um, rest in peace, Joe Nathan Hunter Sr. Thank you to you. Make sure you love you. Yes. So, um, but yeah, like Steve Harvey was talking about the black vote and how it's so important because everybody comes around. Like, don't you think it's the most important thing because everybody comes to try to get your vote? Absolutely. They don't do nothing until it's time. Well, it makes me think it is very important that they want to vote, but I don't think that they care about, like, that at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to give them the vote regardless of who it is, but they're not going to give a fuck once they get it. No, nah, never. So we go hard to give them the vote, and then they don't give a fuck. Right. And then if we don't vote, they don't give a fuck. Right. So, you know, they say we got to lobby and, and, and make our local electives fight for these things. Mm -hmm. That's what they've been telling me forever. I haven't seen it work, but y'all keep saying it, and hopefully I think it's going to happen. I think they should just pass a law that, like, makes the uh, representative vote for what you vote for. That sounds like the most smartest idea that we could go with. And this might be the realest shit I ever wrote. The realest shit I ever spoke. 
and the illest shit you ever quote. The God.